Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Broadcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Sunday, April 30th, 2023, wrapping up the month of April for 223. And we're in the book of Lamentations here, Lamentations chapter 3. We're talking about going into captivity of a central enemy. Now, all God's prophecies occur and develop in partial and preliminary happenings before they become fulfilled and permanent. It's as God's word is. It was, is, and always will be. He's showing us by examples. That's how intelligent people solve problems. They see patterns. We see patterns running through the Bible, and it's for examples for us in these times now, going into captivity of a central enemy. Back then, it was a localized enemy. This was Judea, and uh, Jeremiah is lamenting for the people. He's talking through the people here. And Lamentations chapter 3. Now, before we get into it, please consider your part in the many member body of Christ. The Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry. Whatever God given talents you have, God expects you to use it in the many member body of Christ. Now, turn with me in your Bibles to Lamentations chapter 3. And here we go. Here's again, that's the prophet is speaking for the people to us. This is what it's like when you're going into a captivity of a central enemy. Back then it was a political system. Now we see a central enemy coming up that we know because we study the Bible. It's kings with no sovereign kingdom. In fact, and that who are the kings on planet Earth with no sovereign kingdom? They're the unelected world leaders. That's your allegedly in the name of democracy, which looks good on paper, of the people, for the people, by the people, Abraham Lincoln said. But this democracy has turned into a capitalist corpocracy and the central enemy. We're going to identify the central enemy today and what happened back then. And all these things are for examples for us in these times. So here we go. Let's go with verse 1 of Lamentations chapter 3. Ezekiel speaking the emotion of the people going into captivity. I am a man that has seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. What is the rod of God's wrath? Is it a piece of rebar? Do you think God's going around or Jesus Christ going around with a piece of rebar and he's going to start beating people and saying, you love me, right? He's going to beat them into correction. God will not violate the principles of free will and you cannot violate the principles of God without consequence. It's your free will choice to do whatever you want to do. But there's consequences to it. Free will entities simply have to be governed and mankind has a 100% failure rate at governing ourselves and thinking about the ethical indictment of human values the Bible illustrates that mankind's system of things is bad and should be condemned and when we get talking about these kings with no sovereign kingdom and I guess I may as well just go there it's in the book of Revelation and we talk about this all the time it's in Revelation 17 the ten horns which thou sawest horns means power that shines forth our ten kings that means foundations of power which have received no kingdom as yet but receive power as kings one hour with the beast that word one hour simply means same space of time and here's the word for beast there it's a dangerous ongoing system of things as Daniel puts it an operating system of things it's a destructive trap and what about the number 10 here? Is this 10 individuals? No, we use biblical numerics throughout the Bible over and over again. That's one of God's trademark stamps of validity. 
we use the number 10 and it doesn't seem to we're talking about like like 10 no we're talking about when applied to god means god's organized perfection the number 12 when applied to god is god's governmental perfection so the number 10 when applied to mankind as it is here it means mankind's organized system of things that has a 100 percent failure rate and these people go around these foundations of power that have leaders and they're like kings with no sovereign kingdom. That's our central enemy as it's identified in the book of Revelation. But back here, this was basically another political power. It's like it's in the heart of mankind of war. We see somebody doing over good over there. Someone's doing good over there. It's like the Babylonians looking. Look at those people of Judea. Let's go take all their stuff. The Assyrians the same. The Egyptians the same. But it's whose fault is it? Now we're going to find out here. And just as a precursor to some of the lessons coming up by request this leads us to ezekiel chapter 23 which reads like a pornography script but don't worry there's an in-depth lesson there and god is being very precise and exact in his grammatical morphology of those words in ezekiel chapter 23 it's the same subject here which will take us to not tomorrow's lesson will be ezekiel 23 the next lesson will be the first page of your Bible, and you will be shocked when we talk about the Paleo Mist from the Alfred Wegener Institute in Germany, which I study with, from the Royal Netherlands Institute for Sea Research, and we'll be covering the meltwater pulse theory, and you will be shocked with the first page of your Bible when we get away from barstool science written on cocktail napkins whose outcome always has a financial interest into true science and it's just the greatest thing now let's stick here we're going into captivity of a central enemy i know i get a bit excited there but i've been doing a lot of studying lately on these uh, with science and perhaps i should stick more to the bible let's just carry on here i'm a man that i've seen affliction jeremiah saw it by the rod of his wrath the rod is his imperial scepter. He's directing traffic. Satan suggests God allows it. All the evil in the world has to be exposed. We are the one-third that fell out of harmony with the universe as it's written. We were the stars. We all sang for joy at one point. Stars just means bright, shining life forces. And this will take us to page one of the Bible. I'm not going there today. Job 38.7, one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. The whole human family in totality shouting out, singing for joy. Where were you, Job, when that happened? All of us shouting out exceedingly joy. All God's children, the way he made us. Bright, shining life forces, not in these flesh bodies. God repented that he put us in these flesh bodies. That means he sighed with disappointment. One third of us were cast to the earth. Revelation chapter 12, 3. To pass through the new matrix described in the book of Genesis chapter 1. Passed through the matrix once born innocent of woman so that we would have a chance in a hundred years or less of our lifetime to come to terms with what's inside of us that is not in harmony with the universe. That is not conducive to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. And it's, it's bittersweet. It's up to the individual. But here we have a collective here. He sees the affliction. The rod of God's wrath is correction. God only chastises those he loves. And I had a lot of problems with that for years. What do you mean you only chastises those he loves? Give thanks for the chastisement. The key's here, affliction. God knows how much affliction each and every one of us needs to humble for the eternity. 
God's not judging what happens to you. God is judging what you do. This is no cakewalk here, man. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, you're a Christian now and it's going to be a cakewalk. This is a time of testing. It's such a short period of time. Try to grasp infinity back. It's impossible for us. We're bound by the principles of being human. We, we can't comprehend that. Infinity forward. We can't comprehend. We can barely comprehend our hundred little years or less in this flesh age. And there's so much depending on this. So he's letting evil play itself out. That's the only way to expose itself and it will burn itself out. And we're seeing it on the world stage today. Back then, here, when they were going into captivity from a foreign foreign enemy, this is what this is what the people are thinking. He hath led me and brought me into darkness, but not into light. You walked into darkness. That's your free will choice. Now remember what darkness means. We just covered this in the book of Joel. And maybe I'll just go there just for one quick second. Darkness. When we're talking about dark times in the book of Joel and the book of Revelation, biblical usage is as a metaphor, darkness, to denote misery, adversity, the trademarks of evil running around planet Earth today, arrogance, aggression, anger, ignorance, which causes sadness. Let's talk about some dark times here of people's directive, the reactive attitude that motivates their actions. In the book of Job, chapter 15, Job 15, the wicked man travaileth with pain. This doesn't mean like ouchy pain. This word is all in the Hebrew. It means to bring forth selfish results with anxious longing, like he's paining to do it. He's killing himself to do this. Selfish results with anxious longings. To rush upon evil and wicked ways, he does not believe he should return from this darkness. And we, and then there's a huge thread that runs through the Bible about darkness also. Uh, maybe Proverbs 39, The lamp of the righteous rejoiceth the light. The lamp of the wicked shall be put out. Dark times, groping around the internet, looking for a glimmer of hope. That's what we're talking about here. Dark throughout the Bible doesn't mean God's going to block out the sun and the moon because we would freeze, like basically instantly. Darkness, dark places is perplexity, confusion, a mind or state of mind, a mindset of uncertainty like misery, destruction, death, ignorance, sorrow, wickedness, but not into the light. Now, Jesus Christ is the light. He is the way. He is the truth. He is that great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and in heaven and hell. And this is what's leading us to the first page of the Bible. There's two unique light givers. That word light between Genesis 1.14 and 1.18, the word light is mayor. It's a masculine noun. It is never used as a planet. It's used of the light that comes out of the sanctuary to illuminate you. The light. Follow the light. Jesus Christ is the light. And we're going to have to cover that in a, in a couple days. But he hath led me and brought me into darkness. God doesn't do it. You do it to yourself. It's your free will choice. Surely again, this is how people are feeling. And this is how people feel today. Where is God during all this? Evil. And people bring it on themselves it starts as individuals it's called the fire it's called the internal passion of the mind and then it turns into a collective and then it turns into what we have here on planet earth today 
Misery, destruction, death, ignorance, sorrow, wickedness. Surely against me he turned. He turneth his hand against me all day. Well, if you want the definition of that through the Bible, he's not turning his hand. He's, Satan suggests, God allows it. All the evil in the world is instigated by this adversary, Satan. That's just all Satan means, this adversary. But it's perpetuated by the human heart. All the evil in the world is perpetuated by the human heart. My flesh and my skin hath he made old. He hath broken my bones. Okay, I have to go biblical usage of this word broken. Go to Psalms 104, for example, to break down the mind. People feel broken down. when. And let's just let the Bible speak for itself here. He hath built it against me and compassed me with gall and travail. This is not it's travail, by the way. It's laboring. It's bitter laboring, toiling, toiling away at unsatisfying jobs, living lives of quiet desperation. And we see that today and we pray for these people. They feel they have no hope. They're actually turning around and blaming God. But you have to take responsibility for yourself. There is no political system that's going to fix everything. All these rich white man's empty assurances which are wide open right now the seals trumps and vials major media obviously is just going to continually lie to you to try and formulate an opinion in you because there's always a financial outcome behind it the economy is obviously going to collapse there's never been an economy on planet earth that hasn't collapsed united states you had a good run and way to ruin it through decadence there's a huge transfer of wealth from the poor to the rich and from the middle class to the rich they're just looting the country through these political systems unelected world leaders and political leaders just looting the great country of the united states it's the end of an empire going into the captivity of a central enemy and what do they do they change your religious authority always remember religion just means follower of one's own beliefs that's it when people say to you i'm not religious you can just simply say to them everybody is religious everybody's a follower of their own beliefs and a lot of people and worship just means faith and the majority of people have faith major media is not lying to me i have faith in the economy i have faith in political systems are going to get it, get us out of this unelected world leaders are doing things in my favor they're not now my religious authority it's called a deceitful bull that's your first seal trump and vile that bull and that word bull means a toxic focus delivery right from the iris of your eye deceitful bull it has it has a trustworthiness to it. That's what the white is. The horse means mobile power. The crowning it has a crowning authority. And that word bull in your first seal means toxic. It's the word toxic. It's a toxic focused delivery right to the iris of your eye. It's to change your religious authority. And it burns people up inside. There's your first trump. And it leaves a noisome, grievous sore right on your soul. That's Caicos Poneros. That's evil from within your thoughts your intents and evil actions kekos paneros evil sore evil evil sore right on your soul first file first seal first trump what did god say in hosea chapter 7 he said those not returning to me as their religious authority are a deceitful bull they've just been shot with all this information into their psyche that closed system that cannot exchange physical matter and it's changed their thoughts, their intents, their actions. It's burning people up inside. That's their sec first Trump. 
and it leaves an evil, evil sore right on your soul. People feel broken down. There's no doubt about it. From li living lives in quiet desperation. Uh, he has set me in dark places as they be dead of old. It's called a dead sea existence. Is this what it means? Relying on rich white man's empty assurances that depend on their own resources. Like just keep printing off money that doesn't have anything behind it. And people have faith in that. And it's unfortunate. God always gives us a way out throughout the Bible through this What's happening now is the fall of an empire. We see the major sexual obsession, the moral de moral decay of society. And always remember, morals is the benchmark for human values, human virtue. We see um, massive transfer of wealth from the poor to the rich, from the middle class to the rich. It's decadence. There's an out-of-control military. And there's uh, emphasis from the major media to distract people from what's really going on. And uh, it's division, distrust individualism and uh, <clears throat> pandemonium okay dead sea existence he hedged me about he hath hedged me about that I cannot get out he hath made my chain heavy what is this chain we're talking about rich white man's construct here he's got us in a chain like rich white men have set up this system instigated by Satan. It's called the Four Horsemen. Some people call it Satan's Four Hidden Dynasties. They're not so hidden, are they? They're wide open. We can see it playing out on planet Earth right now. We're in the fifth file seal, Trump. It just means the great apostasy, the great falling away from truth. And what have rich white men done through this? Capitalism looks good on paper, and so does a lot of other things like fascism and socialism and communism. If you write it on paper, hey, let's let's do this. But mankind has a 100% failure rate at governing themselves. So when you look at capitalism, people say, oh, I think capitalism is the best. But when it turned into a capitalist corporocracy and now an imperialistic capitalist corporocracy, it's going to fail. And it it's a heavy chain. It's a dangerous system of things. It's hard to get out. Rich white men have set up a legal system that authorizes it and a moral code that glorifies it. This is the way things are. You play into this system or we're going to use the major media and we're going to just onslaught you with catchphrases and you know what I'm trying to say. It's a heavy chain. Rich white man's construct is a heavy chain. And also when I cry and shout, he shouteth out my prayer. There's rejected prayer. Remember, rejected prayer. There's some prayers God rejects. Proverbs chapter 28, 7, we know what it says there. If, if, if you turn your ear away from hearing God's laws, God's commandments, these are God's instructions for how to govern ourselves while we're going through this short flesh age so we can get back into harmony with the universe. If you ignore God's laws, God's commandments, or marginalize them, or start to use this book as a random book of quotes, to govern yourself and in turn that turns into a collective government and a world stage government your prayers are an abomination to him that's proverbs 28 verse uh, 9 in psalm 66 18 if i regard iniquity in my heart the lord will not hear me in other words if you're regarding social corruption ethical corruption, moral corruption, spiritual corruption in your heart. In other words, if you're still walking, if you think you're walking with God while you're still holding the devil's hand, forget it. You can't make concessions for God's word. You're either in or you're out. Revelation chapter 8, verse 4 and 5, the prayers are coming up to God in incense. And then all of a sudden, he takes that 
sensor and wings it back to planet Earth. Why is that? Because those are rejected prayers. It's like, try again. I have a set of rules here. You either follow them, I'll listen to your prayers, and I will give you stuff money cannot buy. I will give you manners, morals, respect, character, common sense. I will give you inner peace and contentment. I will show you the difference between pleasure and happiness. And it's not going to be a parking lot full of cars on your front lawn. I'll show you class integrity. I'll show you things money can't buy. And you'll feel it in your heart. And then you'll mourn for those walking in darkness. Because it's such a short time, this little hundred years or less, infinity forward, infinity back. Don't have your prayers rejected. Take inventory of everything you're doing. And it's humbling yourself to the core and admitting it. Because there's nothing hid that shall not be revealed. Remember the Lord Jesus Christ. You will meet your maker, don't you think? Fate will not negotiate no matter how big of a star you think you are. You will die at the most inconvenient time. And you're going somewhere. This is a closed system. Your psyche, your spirit, the intellect of your soul, your reactive attitude that motivates all actions, your character, your personality can't exchange physical matter. It's a closed system in the laws of thermodynamics. It's not just going to dissipate. What, what, other, thing in the, what other thing on earth in the laws of thermodynamics in a closed system? Energy cannot be created or destroyed. just dissipates. Nothing. What about the body? goes back in the dirt it's an open system you take energy and kinetic heat waste goes back pushing daisies energy cannot be created or destroyed it stays at the same same amount of energy it's just transformed into something else but in a closed system the only thing that can get transformed is not physical matter entropy information theory be careful what you're letting into your psyche your spirit if you end up with a scattered energy a corrupted energy lord jesus christ is going to say depart from me you never took the time to get to know me energy is information it comes off your screen like in the book of joel it comes up the walls through the windows or whenever you're talking to somebody you're not exchanging physical energy or physical matter i'm sorry physical matter you're exchanging energy your system. God is an energy. God is a spirit, a psyche. Your spirit, the intellect of your soul. So remember, rejected prayer. God's not listening to you. He's not going to say, try again. Try to obey these laws, these commandments. It's not that hard. He hath enclosed my ways with hue and stone. He hath made my paths crooked. Yeah, it feels like you're stuck in a trap. Who hasn't felt stuck? Now alarm clock goes off at 6 in the morning or 5 in the morning. And you can't get out of it. It doesn't seem like, how many paychecks do I need to get out of this rich white man's construct? It will never be enough. It's set up for you to chase. Even It's a rat race. Even if you win the rat race, you're still a rat. And look at some of these big shots, you know, billionaires. Do you think they're happy with what they're trying to do? Like, look at their doctrine. Look at their mandate. Look at their narrative. Look at their foundations and who they support. And what they're trying to do. Like if you had a billion, if you had access to billions of dollars, why don't you just go build your own yacht clubs? Why don't you just go build your own private airports and your own private resorts? Enjoy yourself. You know? No. Trying to try to control things. This unelect these unelected rural leaders just follow what they're doing. Pay pay close attention to the central enemy that's bringing us into captivity. 
He was unto me like a bear lying in wait, and as a lion in secret places. Well, we just go back to the seals, trumps, files, and let's just go to Daniel chapter 7. What is the bear lying in wait? It's the war machine. What does a bear do? When a bear, say a bear comes into somebody's cottage, or what's the, what's the attributes of a bear? He's not that fast, but he'll just destroy everything in his path. If he gets in your house, I mean, he'll just demo it. He'll tear out the walls. That's what Daniel uses for the war machine in Daniel chapter 7. And a lion, uh, let's just go to, say, uh, Peter, when he says, the enemy shall come as a lion. It rips and tears the truth right out of you. It's just laying there. It's like a, these things will hurt you. We're talking spiritually. We're not talking an actual Leo the lion or Yogi Bear. We're talking the attributes using natural figures of speech. Figures of speech, idioms and metaphors are built into the English just to say the same as they're built into the original Hebrew language. And I study them all and they run threads through the Bible for understanding, for interpretation. They mean something. He hath turned away, he hath turned aside my ways and pulled me in pieces. He hath made me desolate. These are people blaming God, saying, where was God during all this? Well, I was living a life of affluence and watching it turn into decadence. Where is God? What part did you play? Do you feel devastated, deserted by the government? That's what this is saying. I just feel desolate. But they're blaming God here. This is how people are feeling while they're going into captivity. He hath bent his bow and set me as a mark for the arrow, and he hath caused the arrows of his quiver to enter into my reins. Well, I just covered bow pretty extensively probably a little bit early there but he's bent his bow as a mark for an arrow like remember what bow means it means it's it's a toxic focused delivery right to the iris of the eye that's your first seal we went over that and a quiver to enter my reins what does reins mean well go back they didn't have steering wheels back then they had reins and that takes your direction jesus christ has the path laid keep his path straight keep your reins straight keep us the focus don't allow information to change your path and get off christ's path keep his path straight his path is the light is the truth it is the way and Again, the truth is the great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. We're in a period right now of a great falling away from the truth. It's one of his dynasties. One of It's like we're in the fifth, if there was a fifth horseman, but there's not. It kind of falls in the fourth, but it's fifth power. There's the dynasty of censorship, the dynasty of delegitimizing people, of censoring people on the internet. Like I've been censored so bad on the internet, my podcast went from thousands of people down to tens of people, and it took a year for them to get back to me. I'm talking all the platforms on over ten platforms, and it says the things you're saying. You're not allowed to say this. You're not allowed to say this. You know about you know the latest health crisis, about american military just so many things you're not allowed to say so they just dump me to the bottom of the algorithms which i'm not going to stop teaching the bible the way it's written but anyway i got off topic there i was a derision to all my people and their song all day what's derision laughing stock let's go to psalm 69 12 we have the same grammatical morphology here song all day they sit around judging judging me as if I was a song of drunkards. That's blabbermouth, just chirping away. You know, they use their own judicial blindness. So the blindness that they can't see, that they don't use this as something to judge by 
as something to judge their day by, judge their way by. To just show blindness always follows persistent unbelief, chronic disobedience, and imaginative criticism. Now, I used to say that imaginative criticism, and that would actually be like a compliment to them. Like, they actually came up with their own catchphrases, but they don't. Major media gives these people their catchphrases. Have you ever seen the glow on a mocker's face when they get to use the catchphrases that major media has given them, especially during this last uh, uh, health crisis? i got to be so careful not to say the word V. All right? So, and, and you know, as soon as I said, well, we're going into captivity of a central enemy here, and this is how they're controlling us. It's all for money. They've commodified food and shelter. They've commodified everything that we do. And that's what we're about. We're surplus and expendable to make money off of. And when we when we, when we talk about that, you want to see the glow on a mocker's face? You want to hear the song of a drunkard's? If someone like me would sit there and patiently wait for the data report package to come out on the V in the shoulder and studying it, studying it, studying it, and then watching uh, Gene Small, executive for FA, that... V company, right? The big, big pharma. And there she is sitting in uh, the European Union Senate where you can't lie. And it's all the things that people like me already knew. Does it stop transmission? No. Does it stop infection? No. Does it stop reinfection? No. Gene Small, why, why did you say there's a viral load when there's been never been a control placebo study group? She goes, we didn't say that. Pfizer didn't say that. Major media said it. Started at the New York Times and worked its way down. That's what we're talking about. They go into captivity of a central enemy to get you to think a certain way so that you can mock others. What about Safira low neck efficacy? It was an absolute lie. There was never a control placebo study group. Uh, she said, it doesn't stop transmission. It doesn't stop infection. What about uh, uh, distribution, Gene Small? She goes, well, nanolipoparticles go everywhere to every tissue in the body. Yeah. Who doesn't know that? That sat there and didn't listen to major media, but read data report packages, read science, wanted to understand things so we could talk about things, think about things, understand the science, and come together as a human family. No gloating. There's no gloating for people like me who did not roll up the sleeve and get that pharmaceutical intervention to people that did, even though they were ruthless against me. And the Canadian government and all Canadians basically just imposed a huge massive institutional discrimination against people like me. We weren't allowed to go on trains, we weren't allowed to travel, we weren't allowed to go into concerts, we weren't allowed to go in an arena. Like the list went on. Hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people lost their jobs for just wanting to understand the science. Our own prime minister is going into captivity of a central enemy. Our own prime minister said we can't live with the unvenated we can't live with them dehumanized me and he still won't let it up you know what we want to respect our leader we want to respect you justin but you just won't stop lying you call you use you let the major media from the new york times down give us like all the catchphrases anti-v anti-science you're a biological weapon. You're the problem. You're selfish. And the list goes on with what we were called. Massive institutional discrimination. Just for wanting to understand the science and talk about things and think about things. But that's all shut down now because the central enemy, 
major media. That's your education system. It's all about money. It's all about, you know, succumbing to world political leaders and unelected world leaders. Let's talk about the New York Times for a quick second here. Let's talk about, I'll pick three reporters. Galleys, uh, the opinion editor, Kathy Kingsbury. Yeah, I read their stuff. And Salzberger, he's the chairman and publisher of the New York Times. This is where all this started, according to Pfizer. Uh, the New York Times just made all this stuff up, and then the whole Washington papers and the whole major media ran with it. Okay, so I look at those people, those three from the New York Times, and w what are they all associated with? Solutions Journalism Network. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Well, I don't stop there. Because these people know how to write. They're intelligent. They can make you think a certain way. Unless you can enact your... You have to have a, your criticism towards this. You have to be able to, be, be able to look and say, hey man, there's something... Is there another side to this? Is there another side to the argument? And so you look. Who's a, the Solutions Journalism Network? Who funds it? It's the same guy that makes billions and billions, tens of billions off the V, Uncle Bill. So do you think if Uncle Bill, do you think if a billionaire is holding the purse strings to a major media outlet, it will taint objectivity? Of course it will. It's to bring you into a captivity. It's to cause distrust, disorder, pandemonium, chaos. It caused hatred between people. But now for the people like me, and you, and even if you got the V, even if you rolled up your sleeve to these people who have paid $30 billion in criminal penalties since 2009 for the same thing, defrauding regulators, falsifying the science, lying to the public, lying to doctors, funding political campaigns, lobbying, and having people like Uncle Bill making tens of billions of dollars off it. Oh, he invests a lot in these V's. That's called impact investing. That's called legalized bribery. He makes tens of billions, tens of billions of dollars off it. You see the central enemy. What are they trying to do to us? You look it up. You go to the World Economic Forum. You look what these foundations are doing. They're taking us into captivity. And that's what we're talking about here. We're changing people's religious authority. And we become a laughingstock. Oh, yeah, I didn't get back. The people, the glow on the mocker's face is always illuminated by not even their own imaginative criticism. That's how pathetic they are. And I pray for everybody. I don't go back and point fingers. Who's the conspiracy theorist now? What's the point? I say, come on, come together. There's no left. There's no right. There's no Republican. There's no Democrat. Who cares? There's a central enemy coming up, also known as Little Horn. And little just means in a short space of time, horn means power shining forth. It's getting us all, the whole human family, into captivity. It's time to come together as a human family. Forget about Democrat. Forget about Republican. Forget about conservative or liberal. There's a central enemy that has a very specific plan, plot, and purpose for us. They've changed most people's religious authority. You have to question everything. It's called... Uh, I can't remember the phrase. Like To be a critical thinker is what I've been trying to say for the last 20 minutes. He has filled me with bitterness and he has made me drunken with wormwood. That just means... that's We're talking about the economy here. When this goes to the third Trump, we're talking about the economy. Wormwood. 
intoxicated with making money. You can't see anything else. That's the most important thing. The whole world revolves around money. Well, according to uh, the book of Timothy, I think you should possibly consider what the love of money means. And I want to tell you something. Go into a Bible study someday and just, just leave the word love out of it. Just say money's the root of all evil. I can guarantee you somebody's going to correct you and say this. It's the love of money. That's the root of all evil. Every time I've been in a Bible study, I do that on purpose. Leave the word love off. And then just, just take note of that person, not to point fingers or anything, but every single time that person has been the one. It's called philargoria. That's what this love of money is a phrase. This is a unique word used only one time in the Bible. It means greed for wealth and material gain at any expense, no matter how morally, ethically, or socially corrupt, especially including passively, aggressively, is the root of all evil. Those that covet after have been seduced from the faith towards God and have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. It's the fiery darts of Satan. Like I said, greed and plunder become a way of life for groups of money-handling businessmen, their clients, shareholders, and stakeholders together in today's society. They have created and funded a legal system that authorizes it and a moral code that glorifies it. And it's also that you can say, you made it, Mikey. You made it. They have commodified the basic necessities of life. And remember what Larry Fink of BlackRock... Okay, I better... I'm trying to do two things at once here. Okay. It's all about the pursuit of profit. The pursuit of profit. They don't care. It's not, it, it, Larry Fink has identified $400 trillion worth of world assets uh, on planet Earth. And during this podcast here, let's see how long I've been going on. 37 minutes. Too long again. So 40 minutes. In 40 minutes, 40 people on planet Earth have died of starvation during this podcast right now while Larry Fink is talking about the pursuit of profit. Hey, all's fair in business. Child labor, labor exploitation, human rights violations. Who cares? Forget about, the, forget about the environment. It's all about the pursuit of profit. And that's what we're talking about here when we say drunken with wormwood, intoxicated by the economy. It causes bitterness. It's inexcusable. Make money or make the world a better place. We're talking about greed and gluttony. That's what ends in empire. God's set of instructions is about unison. It's about unity. It's coming together as a human family. It's not about me. It's about us. It's not about my personal wealth. It's about our well-being as a part of the human family. Let's get through a few more verses here. He hath broken the bones of my teeth with gravel and stones. Yeah, that's what it's like when you're trying to talk to these mockers and scoffers. You may as well have a mouthful of gravel. I read the data report package and then the glow on the mockers said, Oh, here's Michael talking about God. You see the glow on a mocker's face? It's beaming. We get to point fingers. I got some catchphrases from Facebook and from the main media. You conspiracy theorists. Big glow. You're anti-science. You're selfish. You're a biological weapon. And I don't sit there and go, you're a sucker. You know what I mean? I don't sit there and say anything. I feel bad for people walking in darkness. And I, and I offer to have a good conversation with them. Who's a conspiracy theorist now? And it's not about pointing fingers. May as well have, you may as well have gravel. You may as well have a mouthful of gravel when you're trying to talk to people, and it sucks. He hath covered me with ashes. It's mourning. We mourn for those walking in darkness. Pointing fingers is absolutely forbidden in the Bible. Let's get through a couple more verses here. 
and now has removed my soul far off from peace I forgot prosperity that's what happens at the end of an empire man it's just okay everything's different now the American dollar's folding like a cheap lawn chair hey everything's going to be different now it could have been the greatest civilization ever and everything going for it until corpocracy capitalist corpocracy entered and then they just out of control military like like Joe Biden wants to continue he's a, he's a just a war criminal and Kennedy wants to run for the Democrats to be uh, the president. He says, first thing I'm going to do is close every military base in, in the, every American military base, and we're going to concentrate on the United States of America. And he's, he's obviously going to be in the backseat for the global media, and it's too bad. Cause, uh, and now I just removed my soul from peace. I forgot prosperity. And I said, my strength and my hope has perished from the Lord. Yeah, people... Blame God. This is people blaming God. It's Jeremiah speaking for the people, how they feel. Okay, so 19, 20, and 21 are translated a little bit differently, so it makes more sense. Remember my humiliation and my misery, the wormwood and the gall, the stuff I fell for. Yea, verily, thou will remember, and thy soul will mourn over me. Okay, people fall for these things. People get caught up in lifestyles, and you have to recognize the problem, confront it, and correct it. You have to think about the consequences of your actions, the consequences of your investment portfolio. You sit there at night. You look, okay, I have this much money. You wake up in the morning. Oh, I have more money. Gee, great. Maybe, uh, well, yeah. There was 1 million children working in the chocolate industry in big food. Now there's 1.6 million big shots. So there you go. You can just go to sleep and have children working for you. Or you're invested in cobalt or one of the rare minerals on planet Earth. Well, Maybe a whole bunch of kids showed up for work that night, Big Shot. Now look at how much money you got more. You just go back to bed and you just keep making the money. There's consequences to those investment portfolios. It's all about pursuit of profit with no total absence of humanity. And God's watching. You, you can't, nothing hid that shall not be revealed. When you meet your maker, you're not going to be able to sit there and say, well, I, I just thought that I needed, you know, a new kitchen. Uh, did you see my bathroom floor? I couldn't live like that. Like, what do you, like, what do you think? This I bring back to heart, therefore I shall have hope. Here we go. And we go, I wish I got through more of this because this is really cool, but it talks about God and he's there for you and always learn from your mistakes, recognize the problem, confront it and correct it and knowledge people get caught up in lifestyles that they're ashamed of, of life later. You have to accept people for who they are today. You can never go back and rub someone's face in it. What if Jesus Christ held grudges? What if Jesus Christ said, said to me, your legacy, Michael, oh, let's get into it. What you did in your life. Remember back in 2000, what the... 2000 whatever what you did what if christ did that it's about forgiving who you are today not who you think you're going to be some big superstar not who you used to be don't rub your don't let anybody rub your face in the past who you are today we're all part of the human family we all want to get back to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension pray for each other Take inventory yourself. Are you part of the problem? God gives us a way out. He says, assemble yourselves, my peculiar people. Gather yourselves. Obviously, there's going to be a big problem. And independent food systems. Try to join one. Join the Companion Chapel today. Companionchapel at gmail.com. I want to thank you very much for watching. Uh, like, subscribe, whatever you can do. It helps glorify, magnifying, broadcast God's saving word. It's the easiest thing you can do to help with these videos. To get them out of the bottom of the algorithms. I want to thank you very much for watching. Have yourself a great day and bye for now.